What's up, everybody? We are back. This is the Ask LFC podcast, episode 41. It's great to be here with you guys today. My name is Harrison Gilming. I am the worship arts director here at Lake Forest Church, Huntersville. And hey, this is Mike Moses, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church, uh, back with you after a week off from the podcast last week. Today, we're going to focus on the practices of the season of Lent. Talk about that a little bit. We've entered that with our Ash Wednesday service. Uh, we, with our focus on the whole story of the Bible, we have not focused on it as much in our Sunday worship service. So we're going to do so here in the podcast after we talk a little bit about what's going on at Lake Forest Church Huntersville. That sounds like a plan. You know, it's funny. I was listening back the other day as we were preparing for this podcast, and I, I remember loosely that uh, at the very early days of this Ask LSC podcast. Uh, we did an episode and talked a little bit about Lent and it was so weird flipping back because it was like a week or two before everything really shut down with COVID. And I was like, man, what, what a long, long year it's been since we had that conversation last time. A, A really long year. And I was, um, I was speaking to a group of pastors last night. It was a zoom gathering and I was trying to give other pastors permission to just um, uh, be real that just because we follow Jesus and we're a pastor doesn't mean it hasn't been a hard year for us too. And we don't. And I was telling them how I've wrestled with more anxiety than ever in my life and more lethargy than ever. And uh, and just t- <laughs> tell them the symbol for that still is my car. If you look at my car, I've got junk just stuff, the front seat and the back seat. I, you know, I'm moving between home study, the office building here, other places, and I just throw, and I'm taking books back and forth. I just throw them in there. And then some, like, junk food wrappers. And then some, <laughs> like, the, the box that my golf balls are in. Uh-huh. And I'm just leaving it there. I'm still, Harrison, as I told my friends last night, I'm still kind of pitching a fit. And I'm sort of joking about it, like, Lord, when the pandemic's over, I'm cleaning up my car. It, it's my <laughs> physical representation of, of I have struggled this year, uh, and I was talking with my friends last night, and I've found a way to give myself grace that um, I don't have it all together. This is a challenging season, and I'm some ways I'm handling it well, other ways not as well. And I'm letting God love me even in that shadow side or imperfection side of me. And I hope you guys, Harrison, I hope you are. I hope all of you are letting God love you in the shadow side of how you're handling the pandemic. Yeah, man, it's been, the, I, I, I read the other day that this, is, this has not been the winter for us here in Charlotte that's had the most rain or precipitation, but it has been the winter that has had the most days with at least some rain. Is that right? Because it felt I was like, like it. That makes so much sense. And that already like it's already feels weird and this puts such a gloom. So I'm with you. I'm I've been trying to give myself uh extra grace and and trying to you know s- spend extra time receiving grace uh because man it's it's been tough. But we're we're glad that you guys at Lake Forest are sticking with us. And we're actually really glad that uh, we are a year into this and we have gone through many phases here with with how uh, our ministries here at Lake Forest have been running. And now yeah. we're at a spot where uh, we have 
pretty safely figured out how to start getting some people back here in the room with us for a while. And that's been going so well that now our Kidtropolis has been open. We have kids meeting. And now that all has been going so well. That it's filled up it's, actually the last two Sundays. Right. They've been able to get people off the waiting list last minute knowing there'd be a few no-shows. But that has filled up, and our adult worshipers in person has filled up. So we're we're ready to move as, as the season's turning here, as the vaccinations are increasing, as the case the COVID cases are going down in our county and our zip code. I checked it for our zip code yesterday. Um, we're 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 emerging just like the groundhog, <laughs> and seeing it, it's spring, and we're hopeful. Um, we're, uh, we're hopeful in many ways. So we are, um, what we will, by Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday at the latest, we will return to our normal Sunday morning, 9.30, a.m. worship offerings in person. We'll have Kidtropolis at one of those. And when, when we have enough heroes who are comfortable in their conscience regarding their own health, their own vaccination status, we're appreciative of the heroes who've come back and made Kid Travels happen these last couple of weeks. But honestly, there's a limited number of folks uh, able or willing to do that right now. So that that's going to be our limitation for some time. Uh, but we're, we're really looking forward to that. And why don't you tell folks our Easter plans, and then we'll get to Lent. Yeah, well— That would be a good segue to Lent. That sounds great. <laughs> um, yeah, we— we are rolling a little bit differently with Easter this year, just like we did with Christmas Eve. And uh, we, we heard overwhelmingly uh, from you guys, our, our church family, uh, from our staff, from our elders, uh, that the experience of Christmas Eve, of us being able to gather together outside and distanced, uh, you know, family festival style outside on our lawn out front, was just such a positive experience that we wanted to uh, capture a little bit of that again. So what we're going to do for Easter this year, we're going to have a Saturday, Easter Saturday evening service that will be in the worship center uh, with our normal, uh, what would be our normal Sunday amount of people in Mm -hmm. there right now uh, that would pre-register to attend. Um, And then on Easter... That's usually a pretty full... Service yeah. Saturday night before Easter. For, That's right. People have a lot of reasons for wanting to worship, do their Easter worship. Then yes, so we're gonna ha- we're gonna continue to offer that, um, and then on Easter Sunday there will be a couple things happening. Uh, we're gonna have two services outside on the lawn, similar to Christmas Eve. Bring a bring a blanket, bring a chair, bring the family. Um, it's gonna be fun. Sing along. Just it's a it's gonna be a big Easter party on the lawns. So It'll be an be. Easter party. And what was fun, Harrison, is our in our worship planning, we started to just blue sky. What what is our Easter? We have to exp- think of another Easter in COVID. Uh, but it was our elders. I brought the question to our elders after staff had already talked about it, and our Huntersville elders to a person were like, "Please do." outdoors Easter morning worship. We love, some of us were back for the first time and only time in person just to see people, even their dogs. Uh, and so really we're following our elders and going, okay, let's do that. Yeah. So in, in partnership with that, um, obviously, obviously we, we are also putting together uh, a service 
for online worship as yes. well. That will that will stream so on all of our available. platforms on Easter uh, Sunday morning as well. Um, that we yeah. we are uh, putting all of our efforts into making sure that both the things happening in person and the things happening online are uh, the best possible experience for you to attend. And hopefully uh, as they feel safe, comfortable, able in person, or if not online to invite your one more person to Easter with us, we're still even in the middle of a pandemic all always, always about that. Always about your one more person. And and we'll encourage you to even by faith, pre-register a one more person to come with you in person if you think that that is likely to happen, uh, even before they fully said yes. We can accommodate more people outside. We know it's safer, um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So more details to come, but but I'm pretty energized by that. And Aaron Gibson at Westlake, our Westlake pastor and I, we always collaborate on our Easter sermon, and we've already started, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to connect into the whole story in a really, to me, like a, a really rich way. So I'm excited about that. Um, but the season of Lent is about, well, for Lake Forest, it's about us as Protestants going, man, I grew up Baptist. We thought of Lent as a Catholic tradition that was dead works to earn God's approval. Mm -hmm. As an adult, I've discovered that Lent is actually a rich, faithful tradition of setting my sights on Jesus for 40 days, approaching uh, the pinnacle of our faith, Easter, with a prepared spirit and a prepared heart. Um, not just showing up on Easter like it's any other day. That's the role it's played in my life. That's the role that's played. I introduced it to Lake Forest in 2009, I think. I looked back, Harrison. Hmm. Uh, We've practiced it for 12 years now. Um, And so we wanted to talk about it a little bit here on the podcast because we felt like this emphasis on the whole story of the Bible and the weekly Bible reading, the Bible journey lesson weekly for many, if not most of us, we didn't want to uh, uh, muddle that message. Hey, there's this thing called Lent, too, because we have a lot of new people in our church worshiping with us, and they'd be like, wait, which? what am I supposed to, you know, squirrel? And so we made a very specific decision to not overemphasize that in the worship service. For sure, yeah, and and it's a good reminder, I think, also that uh, we, we something that, that has been on Mike's brain since even before I came to Lake Forest in 2013, but it's something that I've partnered with you and I have partnered in our Mm -hmm. worship team together since then is this concept of ancient future worship, uh, which we've kind of defined to mean uh, looking at some of the, the practices, the foundational traditions and practices of the church throughout the last two centuries to millennia. Yes. And uh, looking at those and saying, what of those have uh, some richness and meaning that can apply to us even today? And how can we, that's the ancient part. And then we go, and how do we put, how do we put a little bit of our touch on it to make those things uh, connect even more to us in a modern era? So Lent is a, a perfect example of that for us at Lake Forest. And there are seasons where we way lean into it. And there are seasons where uh, it's always around. And for some people, that's a, a cornerstone thing for them, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's a thing that can be helpful. Yes. And, uh, when we started practicing Lent, we began also observing Holy Week. That, it, that has been attached to this 
the season. 40, day, 40 days is significant in the scriptures uh, in many respects. 40 days of Noah in the ark. 40 days of Jesus tempted in the wilderness. And so we, it's a 40-day choice um, of journeying to, uh, toward identifying with Jesus on the cross and then celebrating when Jesus leaves the tomb on Easter. But Holy Week is is the week leading up to Easter. Um, this year, how we're going to celebrate Holy Week, Harrison, is we're going to have the Stations of the Cross available during the day to pray. It'll be some combination of our worship center and prayer garden because the prayer garden will be in its second spring and it's going to really be springing out. Um, and so you can come through and, and do a silent tour. It's meditating on each of the stops along the way of Jesus carrying his cross uh, to Golgotha. And it's a beautiful devotional practice that I love. We haven't done it in a few years. We'll have stations. We'll have artwork at each of the, the 12 to 14 stations culminating in the prayer garden. And then we'll have a special version of that on Good Friday for folks. That's where we'll culminate. But so here's the primary practice of Lent and the popular way. The popular observance of Lent, it actually is rooted in the the primary practice, which is, hey, what are you giving up for Lent? Mm -hmm. Even in culture, people ask that, like on a talk show, a late night talk show host was asking that. Uh, What are you giving up for Lent? And what it gets to is that there's a, a fundamental, two fundamental pra- spiritual practices to observe the season of Lent, should you so choose. One is what will I fast from? What will I uh, uh, give up? What will I um, subtract from my life uh, as, a, as an act of devotion to the Lord? and a decision to pursue greater holiness and attunement with him. And then the flip question is, what will I add? It's not just subtraction, it's addition. And the traditional language is, uh, is almsgiving. And the thought was, the traditional practice of Lent was always involved fasting from food. In some, some church traditions, it, it was already prescribed for you, most of them, what you fast from and when. Um, but then it was the money that you saved from that food. It was a little more immediate, like you, on a meal here and there. Giving that money for the purposes of God's work in this world, and they mm. called it almsgiving. And so our uh, one writer who, when I was first learning about Lent, a guy who was a little bit ahead of me being a Protestant, hippie, evangelical treading what what some have called the Canterbury Trail, which is uh, f- Protestants flowing back in a little bit in the direction of, of Anglican or Episcopalian spirituality. He, he put it uh, as this equation. So envision it as an equation like in a, a kid's math problem. Negative sign, plus sign, plus sign, equals sign, X. One more time. Negative sign, which is subtraction. Mm-hmm. What will I fast from? Plus, that's the plus sign, a plus sign. What will I add? <laughs> so negative sign, plus sign, plus sign. And that equals multiplication of my attunement to, however you want to say it, my attunement to the Holy Spirit in my life, mm-hmm. my holiness in the way of Jesus, uh, multiplication of my prayer life, 
for me this year, it's going to mean a multiplication of being in God's Word for sure because of what I've chosen to do. Um, so I like that. That's a, it's a helpful Lent equation. Minus sign, what am I subtracting out of my life? Um, and it might be a, a bad habit. It might be a waste of time. It might be something that's permissible in our faith but not beneficial, like eating a steak every night. that's not against god's moral code but it's not beneficial um some people choose to give up television some people give up um sweets people you know all kinds of things yep um uh what are some things you've given up in the past harrison um a few years ago i gave up uh going on any forms of social media i realize Hmm. i'm definitely one of those uh millennials that touches their phone however many hundred times a day if you think about it, it's horrifying to put a number yeah, to but I, I observe many of those yeah so I uh yeah that's been one that was really successful for me um thing, things like that have have been most beneficial for me and then adding in uh adding in more regular times of just quiet reflection getting away uh, almost you could use the word meditate, but just that quiet mm-hmm. stillness mm-hmm. of being mm-hmm. just trying to cultivate that act of being in God's presence in the, for me, the season of Lent has been very helpful just because of the intentionality of it. And, and, um, I will say also as an aside, another thing that I think is, is helpful to hear is, um, understanding who we are in Christ. I think is so foundational to how we practice Lent as well, because if you're, if you're coming from a a spot where you're a little bit off target or a little bit, uh, a little bit wonky in that Lent becomes, I'm, I'm punishing myself and I have to give up something that I care about. And every time I think about it, I feel wretched and that's good because I'm so bad (laughs) and God is so good. Picture Tommy boy. Uh, berating himself in a parking lot for doing something stupid. <laughs> That's right. That would be the malpractice of Lent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you come at it from the other angle, uh, like you're talking here, Mike, it's so much more, uh, it's so much more helpful to realize these these practices. We are we are leading up to uh, the cross, and we are experiencing that journey to the cross with Jesus. But that doesn't mean uh, that we have to focus on our wretchedness or our terribleness we were still made in God's mm-hmm. image and we are now his sons and daughters when we are in him so it's it's not fruitful for us to live in that headspace this is such a practice that 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 enhances our relationship with Christ and Harrison you bring out something that I I in my head I wrestle with every year when we do the Ash Wednesday service and we go through the liturgy the traditional liturgy and we emphasize repentance of sin because that is an important theme in a traditional important theme in Lent. And we do need to examine ourselves and confess. However, our theology and our our theology that was recaptured at the Reformation and we we're experiencing the I would say the Reformation of Lent even. Yeah. Pre-Reformation Catholicism at its worst, not every person or priest, but at its worst saw even this, you're, you're fasting during Lent as a way of convincing God that you agree with Him, how bad you suck, um, and earning by subtracting from your life and adding to your life, you're earning a bit more of Christ's merit, hmm. 
which at the end of Lent will be added to your account and, and make you more hopeful about eternity. And that's the opposite of the actual gospel taught in the New Testament, which is that we're saved uh, by grace through faith alone. I'm sorry, through faith by grace alone. That it's when we put our faith in Jesus, he gives us grace, and part of that grace is he gifts us with his own righteousness. Hmm. So that our identity in Christ is, I am not a sinner now who sometimes manages to act like a saint. I'm a saint in my core identity. I am the righteousness of Christ, the New Testament says. I'm the beloved child of God in whom he's well pleased, and that's how God sees me at all times who sometimes sins. Hmm. And we do need to confess that sin, but it puts us in no mortal or immortal danger. And so I wrestle with that when we emphasize that script for anyone who's not properly instructed or inhabits the gospel or been inhabited by it, the gospel of grace. This could be a temptation. This is one reason, Harrison, as we were talking as a staff, we agreed it's not bad to have a year where we de-emphasize Lent Hmm. at Lake Forest. We don't want it to become another dead tradition for us. Oh, it's time to do that thing again. And so I was very persuaded by that argument. Yeah, and I, I, that's how I, I think a lot of times even you see uh, when Lent is portrayed in media, which happens from time to time. There have been you know, some movies or TV shows where a character is giving something up for Lent, and it's it seems like it's always portrayed as this horrible just torturous experience, (laughs) which, uh, you know, if that's where you're walking in, then I hope that you hear this. And if you are an observer, practicer of Lent, or if that's been something that's been part of your background or your past, it it really can be something that is a lot more joy filled and hopeful. And, and more than that, it's actually like productive for your faith. Yeah. Lord, (laughs) I want to live more in tune with you. I want to be more faithful to you. So for me this year, um, the way that we recorded the Ash Wednesday service, uh, the way we did it for online, I I looked back and I realized when you and I decided we were going to talk about this today, I wasn't in my normal meditative place. I wasn't sitting there during the silence. I wasn't in that preparatory mood, and so I had not really dealt with my decisions. Will I practice Lent and how? So what I have decided since then, my practices of Lent are two. What I'm putting off is the continuation of something. Um, I looked in the mirror the Sunday. No, I looked at myself on the screen here the Sunday after Thanksgiving and did not like the rotund version of Mike Moses that I saw, <laughs> at least in my face. And so I've been um, changing up my diet and exercise habits. So when I'm subtracting for Lent, and I, and I thought I'd probably do that for two or three months, um, I'm going to continue that for these 40 days, at least. Um, number one, uh, I've, ar- I'm already, I've added new habits to my life of nutrition and exercise that, that are not short-term. They're, they should be my lifestyle. But several things I'm going to subtract and continue it through Easter uh, as a way of saying, Lord, I give up things that are unhealthy for me and unholy for me uh, uh, out of gratitude for your your death and resurrection and out of love for you. I want to live the abundant life. What I'm adding, again, is I am reemphasizing the uh, Bible reading that we're going through as a church and the Bible journey at least once a week, and with my community group, we're going to do it tonight. 
Um, and and it's funny uh, to say I'm adding it. I didn't stop doing it. I've been doing it the whole year. Angie and I were walking in our neighborhood uh, two days ago, and we were like, man, because our church is doing this and because we're doing it the way— like. We've she and I have never studied through the Bible sequentially. Yeah, in all, all, the whole Bible, we're digging that, and we've been studying the Bible since we were teenagers. Number two, I'm in God's Word, and I'm engaged because the story's moving forward. I'm engaged more than I ever have been. So my Lenten addition is to not let the lethargy of the oh now it's February, I'm going to treat this like a normal. Um, New Year's uh, resolution yep. sort of fall off. No, no, no. I'm redoubling my engagement with it. Mm. So that's what I'm doing. I'm curious, Mike. Question for you. So, um, what does it what does it look like for you? Um, a couple years ago, uh, former pastor, now speaker guy Rob Bell did a series of talks and that were called "Everything Is Spiritual." Uh, I'm curious for you. Um, when you when you approach that season of Lent, and you talk about giving up. What is this? What is the switch for you spiritually when it comes to taking off, say, bad practices of of health, trying to eat better, work out more? What is the spiritual switch for you in Lent that makes that more than just self improvement? When those things are happening, that's a great question, and it, and and it will help me to focus. Now that I'm declaring this to myself, really, I'm just formalizing this today. Yeah. Um, well, even in general, as it comes to in Lent, we a lot of times give up things that aren't spiritual things. You give up sugar. Correct. What What about that for you in the past has made that a spiritual act and not just an act of willpower? No, or I can good say for it me. exactly for this. Yeah. I can tell you exactly for this. So when I am Zooming at home all the rest of today and I'll go make a salad, a small salad for my lunch. Um I will, because you asked me the question, and I'm now attaching my new diet behavior to Lent. This is going to be helpful for me to make sure that I make it spiritual. Whatever that is that I give up and whatever I put on, I call I call that a trigger for me. And it's a trigger. To, um, so if I'm fasting from, and here's what it's rooted in, if I'm, it's a trigger to make the spiritual move and talk to the Lord about it. So... It's one reason why fasting from food for a whole day or two or something is a really good move because when I go to open the cabinet and get that thing I'm fasting from, let's say it's chocolate classically, yep, that is meant to be a trigger to say, Lord, I love you, and I am, uh, and to quote Jesus when he said, um, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every mouth that comes from the word of God. Mm-hmm. God, to tell you that I love you and your word, and I don't want to. I want to live by you as my sustenance more than anything else. I'm choosing not to eat chocolate right now, as my sustenance or my pleasure. It's kind of that simple. I'll do that when I make my little salad today, and I'll say, Lord, um, uh, as Jesus said, I believe His word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Because I want to live by your sustenance, your word, your spirit, your people, your gospel, more than anything. I'm foregoing my normal lunch routine, and I'm eating this salad. And also, Lord, because I value life, and I realize at this age, I want more of life. I want to do everything in my control to meet my grandkids or to be at their 
soccer games, hmm. maybe could I have the blessing that my parents have had of seeing my grandkids graduate from high school and even college and one get married? Lord, because I want that, I'm doing, I'm valuing life. This this has been a prayer of mine since fall, by the way, um, by uh, doing what is evident according to how you've made us to honor this body you've given me better than I have been. Cool. So that's a, is that what you were Oh, oh yeah, super. That, that's exactly it. Yeah, because I, um, you know, to our point earlier, I was, I was curious to hear your answer and mine would, mine would definitely be something similar as I've taken on Lenten practices of saying it, it's all, it's all not for, there's, there's not a major point to it if you don't let it cross yeah. over into your spiritual and life. And how do you do that? It's very similar for me if I, uh, last year, I think it was last year that I gave up the social media stuff. It would be, you know, when I would reach for my phone, maybe even open it and scroll and realize I deleted the apps that I was looking for. Oh, you did um, that? Okay. Yeah, I, I removed them because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. <laughs> More like my habits, you know, you yeah, don't even, yeah, yeah, I, you yeah. don't even realize it when you're just sitting there and have an idle moment, then you're, you're right there. Um, so for me, it'd be in those moments where I'd grab the phone and begin to open and start scrolling. It'd be, uh, it'd be just pausing and take a moment to just those little moments throughout the day, not even to accomplish much more of anything than just trying to be aware of God's presence in my day and in my life. And those, those little reminders that the, the attempting to make every moment spiritual to, uh, to do everything, every little thing with prayer. So it's just like a, for me is it's, it's like, um, each time is just a little bit of a mini course correction on my day. Yeah. I just kind of just re-aiming back at true north a little bit as I've wandered. Um, so that's that's how it's been helpful for me. It's helpful to hear that, Harrison. And as, as uh, y- you guys who listen will know, we're trying to become more fully Trinitarian Christians at Lake Forest and re-emphasize the Holy Spirit's ministry, presence, and power in our lives. And the Holy Spirit is actually God present with us and personal. So my final encouragement is when, when you... Uh, reach for the thing that you're giving up or don't do when you become aware that you're fasting from whatever that is or when you do the thing you're adding on just talk to the Holy Spirit about it it might sound like me quoting that verse of Jesus it might sound like what Harrison just said it may sound like your own version of it but just let that be a trigger or a prompt to talk to the Holy Spirit and that would be a reason why Lent for you, with one subtraction added to one addition, really could equal multiplication in your relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. Very good. Well, um, it's been good hanging out with you guys today. We look forward to uh, this season of Lent and its culmination in Easter. We hope that you begin already, as Mike said, thinking about uh, a one more person that you could invite to be with us here in person or to invite to join you as you watch that service online. We want to uh, we want to continue spreading the hope and the good news of uh, of Christ to all the people in our circles. So 
We're still in some really interesting, um, rarely read aspects of Scripture in our sermon series. Please send us questions, and mm-hmm. we'll have an upcoming episode uh, of questions asked about the portions of Scripture we're walking through. And they email that to asklfc at lakeforest.org. All right, we appreciate you. We love you. We love being part of the tribe of Lake Forest Church with you, or if you happen to be listening in from outside our tribe, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. See ya.